Have you been feeling frustrated this season? Well, I have some things that God wants me to share with you. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Modern Day P31 Woman. I'm your host, Crystal, the CEO and founder of the Proverbs 31 Women's Organization. If you identify yourself as a P31 woman, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. All right, so let's jump into our anchor verse for today's episode. We are going to be diving into 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. And this is from Paul writing to his church in Corinth. It says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And you may have heard this scripture growing up in church, and it is oftentimes used during the time of giving an offering, or even sometimes when churches are, you know, calling out to have volunteers, right? And granted, this verse was taken out of the context of uh, Paul's church wanting to sow a seed into his ministry. Um, that's where this comes from. When you read the full chapter, you will you will see that for yourself. But even when it comes to just naturally having a relationship with God and having relationships with people, I feel that unfortunately there's been a common teaching of it being very transactional. And when you actually build a relationship with God in spirit and in truth, you will find out that God is very much an intimate God. He wants to be in an intimate relationship with you. God is not desiring a transactional relationship with you. Um, This is something that I had to learn um, growing up in church and being in relationships with people. Uh, you will learn that when you, you know, finally do make the decision to really enter into a true and honest relationship with God, that he very much is not transactional. His love truly is abounding. He really does just love you. (laughs) He doesn't love you only if you love him back or only if you do what he says. No, he loves you because he loves you. And God's love for me has taught me how to love myself in the same way And it has also taught me how to love others. And some of the reasons why I have been frustrated in this season or just in any season, but particularly in this season, has has been the idea of that. Me doing things because I want to versus doing it because I feel obligated to. And I think it's important for us as believers, as people who are representatives of God's love, to make sure that we are identifying and qualifying our actions. Are you doing things because you feel that you have to and it's purely obligatory? Or are you doing things because you want to? Because there is a genuine joy and cheerfulness that comes as a result of you doing something because you genuinely want to do it versus doing something because you feel that you have to right? And even when it comes to, you know, giving to church, giving to ministries, financially sowing into, you know, uh, ministries, churches, the gospel, nonprofits, that should be because you want to, because your heart is in it, because you genuinely want to, or you feel led to, or you have a desire to, not because you feel obligated, and especially not because you feel that if you do it, God is going to bless you right? That is prosperity teaching. If you 
give this amount or if you do this thing, God is going to bless you. It's like, no, God is going to bless you because God is good. Yes, we do reap what we sow, but that is a universal law that God has set forth to be in the world. And that's because that's what he wanted, right? And so even with that, even reaping and sowing is simply because that's what God said, you know? Um, and there are scriptures to, to back up that concept of reaping and sowing. So do things because you, you genuinely want to, not because you feel that you have to. And I'll give some examples just to further bring this conversation into light for those of you who may be struggling to tell the difference. Let's say, for example, like for me, I'm very much a clean person. I'm a clean freak. <laughs> I don't like germs. I like tidiness. I like things to be clean, right? And so every week I have time set aside where I clean my house. I clean my space. I clean up because for me, I like things to be clean. When things are clean, it makes me feel better. I think more clearly. I'm naturally a creative. So I need my workspace to be clean and quiet and tidy. I, I'm able to create the best when I'm in an atmosphere of peace. <laughs> okay. And so I'm very much a minimalist. Um, in my living space, I like things clean, put up, orderly, right? And so I clean and I tidy up because I want to, because when things are clean, I perform better, I'm more creative, I feel happier, and that allows me to be more effective in my everyday work. And so I clean because I want to. <laughs> it genuinely gives me a happiness when things are clean. I don't clean because I feel like I have to. No, I do it because I genuinely want to because there is a result of me cleaning that is desirable for me, that is satisfactory for me, that is pleasing to me, right? And even taking that into having a relationship with God, even when it comes to doing this podcast, I started this podcast because I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to share my experiences to women who were like me, um, to women who either are going through what I'm going through or will go through what I have gone through. I wanted to have a space where I could express the things that God gives me every day, where I'm just talking to him. I get to talk to you about things that he talks to me and we talk to each other about. And it's teaching and it's ministry and it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And every episode I do is genuinely an episode that is birthed out of either an experience I've had or something that God wants me to talk about. And it's because I want to. And I wouldn't honestly be doing this if I didn't want to do it. And everything that I do for God in times of frustration, it is usually because I have switched from wanting to do a thing to feeling like I have to do it. And God has been very intentional in telling me like, you ain't got to do nothing you don't want to do. Like if you don't want to do P31, you don't have to. If you don't want to help women start businesses, you don't have to. If you don't want to do the podcast, you don't have to. Like do it because you genuinely want to, because there is a natural joy that comes from us doing things that we genuinely want to do. And anytime I feel stressed or frustrated, it's always because of, of that. I, I have transitioned from doing something out of joy to doing it out of obligation. And when we do things out of obligation, there's no joy in obligation, right? And for some of you, you know, working at, at a job is that, you know, for some of you, you feel like, okay, I work here because I have to pay my bills. And it's like, yes, 
We do have to pay our bills, right? Um, but what does paying your bills do for you? Does it allow you to have a better quality of life? Does it allow you to invest in your savings account? Does it allow you to save up for the business you want to start? I think it's important for us to qualify things that we have naturally compartmentalized in our mind to be obligatory to put a desire attached to it. This way, when you show up for work, there's a joy there. You know what I'm saying? Anytime I work, whether I was working for somebody else or now that I'm working for myself, it's been unto the Lord. Like whatever God provides for me job wise, he gave it to me. So I'm really not working for the employer. I'm working for him. And so I, I have always been an advocate for excellence. My nonprofit slogan is we believe in excellence because I truly believe that the children of God have a natural, excellent spirit. If you're someone who is lazy, that spirit is not from God. Laziness is a sin, you know? And so if you find it hard to perform well at your job or your place of employment, if you think that, oh, I'm just gonna get this paycheck and go, da, 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 that is not of God. That mindset is not of God and God is not going to give you anything more than what you're doing. So I think it's important for us to make sure that we are operating in the right spirit and everything that we're doing, especially being in the world. Like if you're someone who doesn't care about what they do, for someone who is an unbeliever and they're watching you, you're ruining your witness. This is an opportunity for people to see what it really looks like to be a child of God, what it really looks like to believe God, not just because we know scripture, but no, because we live it out in our everyday real life. And this is the difference between those who are truly yoked to God in spirit and in truth, and those who just go to church and they mark it off on their to-do list as this obligatory thing that you're just gonna do because this is what they tell you to do if you're a Christian. You know what I'm saying? This is this is where I feel God is, is wanting to lead his people to a place of lifestyle change where someone can look at your life and see the evidence of God's fingerprints and see the evidence of God, not, oh, because you go to church or you, you give money to a church or you put Christian in your bio. It's like, no, this person lives differently. This person has a joy to what they're doing. This person genuinely cares about the things of God. And you can tell by how they treat people and how they speak. I had a young woman reach out to me and ask me um, ways that she can, you know, show that she's, a, I think she said like, to the nature of like, be a Christian at her workplace because she's in engineering and I came from engineering. And the advice I gave her was to be kind to people, treat people with respect, um, genuinely have an interest for the betterment of the people who you're working with. And by you just showing the love of God to them in everyday conversation and in just the way that you move and how you treat them, that is showing the love of God. That is being a Christian. And naturally, when you are respectful to people and you treat people with kindness, they will naturally want to inquire about you and want to inquire about what you believe in. It doesn't have to be this forced weird thing where you're preaching the Bible to people who have never read the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'm hoping that with this conversation, it challenges all of us to be more intentional in our everyday lives with people, with our family members, those of you who have children, 
Um, remember the desires that led you to want to have children or the desires that you you feel when you see your kids smiling and you see your kids laughing, like the joy it brings you. Like those are the reasons why you go to work every day. Those are the reasons why you clean up the house. Those are the reasons why you make sure there's food for them to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like it should be a joy in the things that we do, the services that we give to other people and the service that we give to God should be connected to joy. So now let's talk about triggers. Yes, triggers. This generation loves to talk about triggers, but do we really understand the concept of a trigger? A trigger is something that happens when an area that is still affected and has not properly been healed is touched. And I have found myself in situations this season as of recent where there have been certain triggers when it comes to me being in friendships or relationships with other people. And whenever you experience a trigger, it's not for you to say, oh, I'm triggered. <laughs> You're triggering me. Stop triggering me. It's like, no, you being triggered is letting you know that you need to identify an area that has not been healed yet. So it's not up to the person who's triggering you <laughs> to stop triggering you. It is honestly a responsibility for you to go and talk to God about it and see the ways that God wants to heal you, whether it's through therapy or speaking to a counselor or going to a doctor or having more intimate moments and conversations between you and him. It's important for you to, to have that check and to be very honest with yourself so that when you go back out into the world and you deal with people, you know where to place them. You know what boundaries to set up. This is how we have healthier relationships and communication with other people. I feel that God is really desiring us in this time to, to be healthy so that we can have healthier relationships with people and build healthier families and have healthier communities. We live in a generation that is very broken and it honestly is getting more and more broken by the minute, by the year. And with everyone fussing and fighting and arguing and wanting to be right, you know, there is a calling for us, those of us who are people of God, those of us, the children of God, to step forth and be representatives of the way that God wants the light to be shown in his people, as people who are respectful, as people who have healthy boundaries, as people who are healthy and whole, as people who know how to talk to each other without like yelling or cursing somebody out or shutting people out or throwing people away. It's like, no, how do we have healthy relationships with other people if we have not first learned how to have healthier relationships within ourselves? And that is something that I have learned and am still learning how to do. Having healthier relationships within myself having healthy relationships between me and the father so that when I am in relationships and connections with other people, it can also be healthy. And so for those of you who have felt triggered in this season, whether you're triggered by someone on the internet or you're triggered by a family member or you're triggered at work, it's like, okay, now that I realize and I can identify that I have been triggered, why have I been triggered? What area in my life is affected or not properly healed to where I am being triggered in this way? I think this generation is, is very much tied to giving off responsibility 
and not taking responsibility for our own actions and our own thoughts and the ways that we perceive a thing. I think it's very important for us as we mature to be cautious of how we are intaking information. Um, There are establishments built to distort the way that you intake information because that gives them a hold on your life to control you. If I can control the way that you think, I can control your actions. I can manipulate you. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you cannot be manipulated. You know what I'm saying? The fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. And so with self-control comes responsibility. I have to have responsibility in understanding how I intake information, understanding my triggers, setting aside time to make sure I'm giving God an opportunity to heal me so that I am not so easily triggered when I see things online or when I see people who live an alternate lifestyle or when I'm in relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm hoping that with me being vulnerable in this way, that it helps those of you who are able to identify times and, and areas in this season where you have been triggered yourself, especially when it comes to politics and things on social media. I'm not typically triggered by things I see online because I know the forces behind it. But when it comes to intimate relationships with people, that is where a lot of my triggers tend to come up because I'm a very intimate person. I'm very big on relationship with people. Um, And so for me, whether you're like me and you're very much an introvert and you're very much a personable person, or if you're someone who is in the world and you work at at an environment that's very volatile or that has people who have different mindsets, again, it's important for us to practice healthy lifestyle changes and to develop healthier ways of communication and understanding what do I wanna do? What do I feel like is an obligation? What are my triggers? Why am I being triggered? What are areas in my life that I may not have fully given to God that are allowing me to be triggered in this way? Um, God wants us to enter into a place of wholeness. And you can only enter into a place of wholeness when you are willing to be vulnerable with God and you're willing to be vulnerable with yourself about the ways and the areas that you feel you are being triggered in this season and in seasons to come. And so lastly, let's talk about the story of Mary and Martha. Now you can find the story of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus in the book of John. Mary and Martha, they knew Jesus, they loved Jesus. Jesus had been to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' home before the story of, you know, Lazarus dying. And um, if you've never read that story for yourself, I encourage you to read it for yourself. Um, It's a very interesting story. What I love the most about the story of Mary and Martha specifically is the time when Jesus came to their home. Um, Mary and Martha were sisters. And there was one sister who was at the feet of Jesus, you know, listening to his teaching. And there was one sister who was focused on the obligation of making sure the people in her house were taken care of, they had food, things were clean, right? And I am very much uh, both of those women. I tend to be very much um, analytical in the way that I 
love to make sure things are taken care of. I'm very systematic. I have my checklist, you know what I'm saying? I like for things to be orderly and put together and organized. But there are also times when I understand that I have to be quiet and I have to be intimate with God and I have to let God deal with me in the way that he wants to deal with me at the time that he wants to deal with me. And I I think it's important for us to understand that we both have, that we all have a Mary and a Martha within ourselves. And if we are not careful, we will miss out on the teachings of Jesus. We will miss out on the lessons that God is trying to teach us in our seasons if we are so focused on the obligations of life, on the stresses and the worries of life, and we're not focused on the relationship that has brought about life's existence in the first place. You are not existing to have an obligatory experience. Your life literally exists to be in relationship with God. And if we are not careful, we will miss out on relationship with God and relationship with others because we are so focused on the obligation of life itself. And I feel that in a season when everyone is busy and they're rushing and they're hurrying and they're comparing themselves to try and hurry up and do this by this age and have this by this time, that we are missing out on the experience of life. We are missing out on the lessons and the teachings of Jesus in our everyday lives simply because we are focused on obligatory practices that at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and we are at the feet of Jesus on judgment day, none of those things will even matter. And so I want to leave this here. Let that rest with you for a minute, for a second. I'm hoping that you think about the things in your life, the errors in your life where you have missed out on the, the lessons Jesus has been trying to teach you. The children of Israel wandered and they they wandered for years simply because they were missing out on the lessons and the teachings that God was trying to give them in the moments and times of their rest, of their wandering, of their pacing, of their time away from Egypt. (laughs) In your moments and times of waiting, God is trying to teach you something. He is trying to develop something in you through the process that you may be missing out on because of your stress and your worry and your anxieties and your feelings of obligatory practices, needs, um, worries that may not be the focal point of your intention or may not need to be the focal point of your attention in this season. So if you have been feeling frustrated and you don't know what to do, go to the feet of Jesus and see what it is that God is trying to tell you. Did you enjoy this episode? Do us a favor by sharing your thoughts with us online by tagging at P31WomenOrg on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast show so that you get updates and notifications on new episodes and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.